Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Comedy Collision Podcast. I am your host, Nick Hannock. This is episode 31, and we are brought to you by Snowman Golf Apparel. Go to uh, snowmangolf.com. I believe that's what the website is. Uh, put in the code Hannock10, H-A-N-E-K-1-0, to get uh, 10% off the apparel there. They got ball markers. They got uh, sweatshirts. They got, I think there's like a lollipop maker or something like that. I don't know how to make candy, but I guess you can do it at a golf thing. That's insane, and it's pr- probably really cool. So go check it out, Hannock10, H-A-N-E-K-1-0 for all your golf apparel. All right, great. Let's get this thing started. We got Kramer on this one, guys. gentlemen we are back the podcast is back like i said this is episode 31 had to sneak that one in there thank you guys for listening to episode 30 thank you kramer for doing the interview i feel like um it got a very very well received positive response so thank you so much to everyone who reached out and said some kind words we do appreciate you um please tell a friend about it like subscribe you know the whole the whole jazz affair i don't know but uh (laughs) Uh, big announcement, huge announcement, November 7th, 2021, Nick Hannock is on a show, a comedy show, his first ever comedy show, and it is at the Second City Improv, I don't even know if it's called the Second City, I think it's Second City Theater, but come out, please, 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 please come out, we're trying to sell this thing out. It's my like stand-up class, if you will, doing our little showcase. And if I could sell it out, 50 seats, if we could sell it out, and people are like, why the fuck did a open mic one, class one sell out? That would be the best reaction we could get. Just shocking everybody. So come out. Tickets are like 10 bucks. all right? And what are you doing at 7.30 on a Sunday? Get your church in. Bears, Bears I think... Uh, they either play on that Thursday or earlier, or they play Monday Night Football. One of the two. Um, but they are not playing at that time. I've checked. Free up your schedule. Come on out, see some live comedy. And uh, can you tell I've been watching a lot of Mark Norman? But uh, come on out. It's going to be a great time. Ten bucks. Um, here's the thing. If you post uh, the picture of your receipt that you bought tickets, I'll give you, I'll Venmo you two bucks. How about that? I think that's what we're going to do. So if you post on Instagram the picture, a screenshot, you bought tickets, We'll send you two bucks, two dollars. So that's a maximum, right? A hundred I could be sending. That's fine. That that's worth that. And if we can do it, I don't know. Tickets have actually been sold already. We'll have to look at. Uh, let me look and see how many are gone. But uh, come on out, guys. I know I just did like two minutes plugging this one show, but it's a big show, and uh, I could bomb for you guys. How great would that be if I just bombed everywhere? You know, it's happened. It happens before. I uh, went up tonight at uh, CG's comedy which is always uh, one of my favorites to go up at. They do a great job taking care of you there. They uh, take a p- nice picture of you, which I'll probably post tomorrow. And then, uh, you know, 
They do. Uh, they got a great staff, and then uh, the comedians are pretty funny there too. I did all new stuff, uh, all new stuff, all new material, and uh, a few of them got some good reactions. And then there's some that we just say like, "You guys are being nice, so thank you." Um, come on out. All right, it's November seventh. I know I'm grant. I'm kind of stalling right now because I'm trying to see how many tickets are left. One. We want one show. Here we go. I stay with me. Don't leave. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Just stay with me real quick. Just stay with me. View all details. We're almost there. Ten dollar, ten dollar tickets. Boom. Stay with us. We're gonna have to edit this out. I don't know. This is a no edit podcast, so maybe we won't edit it out because sometimes we do edit it out, but then I talk really fast and it's gonna be okay because everyone will be happy. Here we go. Edit. My card's empty. All right. Shit. No add fifty. Oh, my God. All right. Tickets are selling. Okay. We're down to, I think, 45 tickets. And I did, I haven't even promoted it. Are you kidding me? 45 tickets. All right. We did five minutes on my set. You can tell it means a lot to me. Come on out. Bring your husbands, your wives, and your babies. Don't bring a baby. That would be annoying. But, yeah. Um, what have I been up to in three weeks, dude? Since the last podcast, I've celebrated my birthday, which was crazy. We got hammered. Um, went to a Cubs game. Kind of my dream there, you know. But uh, we'll love for them to be contending in um, in September or whenever. Yeah, September. Uh, you don't even know your own birthday month, you idiot. But, uh, yeah, come on. Yeah, I mean, it was a great time. Cubs uh, came back. Did they come back or did they lose? I don't even remember if they won or lost. However, me and a couple friends, actually a few friends, five of us total, won the 50-50 lottery. That was not a joke on my story. We won the 50-50 lottery. It was great. Uh, we won like, I don't know, $11,000 or something like that. I've never seen anybody win that before. We had to give half to charity. Not, not, we get, not we had to. We're good people. We wanted to give half to charity. Didn't want to pay my credit card debt, but it's fine. Give it all to charity. And uh, we split the other like 5500 like uh between the five of us. So, um. It was cool, man. That's what that's the best birthday gift I've ever gotten, probably. One of them. Uh I my dad I called my dad right after he won. And he's like, Yeah, we haven't I've never seen that in forty years. I I've never seen that happen. I've only bought like probably three to three to five raffle tickets in my life for the uh not even for the Cubs. I don't know if I've ever bought the Cubs. I think I'm one for one there. But for uh what is it called? Uh you socks. Who are in the playoffs, who uh, just lost today, got killed. I believe the final score was 6-1. to one. I am having, let me go, let's talk about this for a second. This might be a long podcast, we'll see. But the fucking fiasco I am having with Ticketmaster slash Vivid Seats. Now, we're going to start from the beginning. And if I had the sound effects, button, sound effects buttons, which I don't have, I would use them right now. Because getting pissed and have to check the pressure. This is the this is the check the pressure moment of the week, right? Got to check the blood pressure when I deal with these guys. So I buy very nice seats, very nice seats from um, Vivid Seats. The day, minutes, not even minutes, but the day, like an hour or two after the White Sox released the p- tickets on their website. Now, I thought that was soon, that they would be posted. But I thought maybe people bought them and they're immediately trying to make money off them. And Vivid Seats is a quality ticket service, right? It was Ticketmaster StubHub Vivid, right? 
maybe Seat Geek up there. But uh, I bought the tickets, spent a good amount of dough on them, and uh, at that point was like, okay, so I got to bring, uh, I got to figure out who to bring, right? And I picked out, I picked out someone special, and uh, if she can't go, then I'm gonna pick out another person that's special, and it's uh, probably David, but uh, <laughs> but he's just as special. Um, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I go and I'm like, okay, let's get these tickets. I get them. I get an email, you know, you bought the tickets, blah, blah, blah. They're waiting to be sent to you. I get them. They're sent to me. I clicked accept the tickets and it just pulls up a page with a penguin on it that says, oops, error has occurred, right? Oops, an error has occurred with a fucking penguin on it. Now, now, I have to take a deep breath here because Ticketmaster is not associated with penguins. There's no penguins in its logo. Why is there one here? Don't be comical. Don't be funny. Give me a solution. There's nothing to click. In the top left corner, there's a Ticketmaster button, and that just takes you to the homepage. That's it. No support staff, nothing. Now, I look to call because I'm a human being. I like to deal with other human beings, especially when one human being is trying to screw me over or, you know, one human being is causing trouble for me. So I think I'll call them. That would be a solution. There's no solution for that. Ticketmaster has no number you can call to reach them. Um, the one number that's listed that you have to like find on the internet, you, it takes you and it just says they're doing it over email. So I send an email, no response. Great. Day goes by. Then uh, I reach out to Vivid Seats. Believe it or not, their customer service line was on the phone for 65 minutes on wait didn't pick up just sat their phone on charging speaker playing classical music over and over not even good classical music this isn't da vinci or it was da vinci an artist or um beethoven or bach i think da vinci was an artist um but uh you know this is the bad stuff this is the stuff they warn you about not to listen to because you'll go crazy it's like in shutter island when they play that music and it triggers him back to World War II and it's like the dead bodies. I see, not to quote the sixth sense or whatever it is, but I see dead people sometimes and I was seeing them right now. So now I'm pissed and I'm sitting there and I don't know what to do because I feel like I'm getting screwed. The name of the guy that sent me the tickets was just a dash. It's just a dash. If you heard that noise, that was my chair. It was just a dash. And what drives me crazy is I e I get an email back from Ticketmaster finally the next day. So we're two days in now. Vivid Seats has no, not been able to help. And it says on the email back, Here this I'm sorry you cannot accept your ticket right now or having trouble accepting your ticket. Here are the steps to claim your ticket. And it just walked me through the steps of how to accept the ticket. Open the email. Click accept the tickets, and your tickets should be there. But guess what? They weren't. They weren't there. They weren't even near there. If there was close by, they were taking a walk around the block. My God. And then I hear back from Vivid. Now I hear back from Vivid. I get in a little chat with them, a live chat, okay? Text my phone to get in a live chat with them. And we're talking, and Vivid 
now thinks I need to uh, open up. Oh, no, the first Sorry, I'm sorry. Let me back this up. I heard back from Vivid the first day. I heard back from Vivid the first day because we were um, we were chatting and they're like, yeah, it should be there. Um, try the ballpark at try white Try all this stuff. I'm like, it's not fucking there. Okay. Like it's, I don't have to tell you. They're like, we're going to have to look into it. Uh, we'll get back to you eventually. I'm like, fine. Right. They're not going to do anything more on the chat next day. So it's today. It's today. Now at this point it's today. And I hear, I I'm going crazy. I'm trying to get these tickets. I'm trying to figure out who to bring. I'm trying to get these tickets. And what I do is I go on both of them and I finally get a response back from Ticketmaster who responded with member with just walking me through the same steps again. And I emailed them back, losing my shit on, on the email, but trying not to curse. Cause I know if I curse, they'll just like delete the email, you know? So they write me back Ticketmaster at 7 20 PM tonight, tonight. So this wasn't even during the day with a whole, I had a whole fiasco with vivid seats. We chatted again. Sat on the phone. We chat, they didn't pick up. I then ch- live chatted them. We chatted, and they, oh my god, dude, they they fucking made me. They're like, create a new email and send it to them, and then we're gonna try to get, we're gonna try to get the buyer to resend the tickets to this new email. It's not my fucking email. That's the problem. Let me just start with that. It's not my email. Yes, it's Ymail. Yes, I get that. It's not Gmail. It throws people off. Whoa, Ymail, but it's still Yahoo. Okay, Yahoo. All right, that's what it is. So don't don't tell me, don't tell me it's my email because it's not my email. And maybe, and this is the fucking most wild guess I've ever had. Maybe it's the seller whose name is a dash mark. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's him. Did you? Did we ever consider that? But no, no, no. We're gonna have him resend it. Try to resend it to the, your your Gmail. All right, fine. Resend it to my Gmail. When's it coming? Should get a confirmation email within like an hour. Great. Hour goes by. No fucking confirmation email. Fine. Fine. It also says, well, we have to also wait for the re- the seller to resend them. Dude, the, the seller doesn't exist. He's spamming us. Nobody's name is Dash unless you're the son in The Incredibles. That's the only one. Right? And I could also see if Flash has a kid, his son being named Dash. However, with that being said, I'm sure that they've written a son in for Flash, the superhero, and his name isn't Dash. And and I'm and like the nerds in this are gonna give me shit. All right, just get off my back. I'm trying to get tickets. Okay. So the email that Ticketmaster sends me at 7:20 says we have no record of your purchase which makes zero sense because you sent me the tickets apparently already give us basically all the information name credit card number venue name of or, or city of venue state of venue name of venue time of venue what's happening like it's just all this stuff i have to fill out so i fill it all out i'll send it back i'll probably hear back tomorrow at 9 p.m. because they don't respond so that's where we are what i did also in the meantime was i bought other tickets right i bought more tickets so that we'll go we'll have a good time either way because they'll give me my money back for this no doubt and then if not that then 
I'll sell the other, or if the, if we get the tickets, the original ones, then I'll just sell the new ones. And I know what you're thinking. How do you know you're going to sell the new ones? The socks just got blown out. The value's probably down. That is down. It is, or it is down. Sorry. But, you know, sometimes you take risks with stuff, all right? And it's an investment opportunity, peoples. I'm here to tell you how to invest your money. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not an investment banker. Do not listen to me or investment advisor. Whatever it is, I know you can get in trouble if I give advice, and I'm not giving advice. I'm just saying what I do in my life. And it, and it has yet to make me money, yet to not make me money, all right? So get off my back. Don't call that IRA. Is it the IRA who would even deal with it? I don't know. Um, all right, that's the story. We'll keep you updated next week. Um, when we have my buddy Neil on, who uh, we pre-recorded the um, the interview for that one, and uh, that one's gonna be good. He's funny. He's a comedian down in uh, Houston, and uh, he he's a fucking killer, man. He's good. But uh, what else, man? I, I don't want to be all negative here. Um, I got a lot of shit down here. I wrote, I wrote down. Oh man, I have another story I could go on. I should save that though right now. I don't want to just go on stories for this one. Was my mic even too low? I don't know. I don't know what to edit it. Um, how about Dynamite? Remember that song? Remember, actually, last time I talked about it, I was probably here with this mic, I feel like, was when I first talked about it in, like, the second episode by BTS. That <laughs> that um, song made the top, like, 50 or top whatever, top 50 or 100 of the Rolling Stone all-time songs. Can you believe that? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I love that song, um, but like I don't know if it should have made the top 100 of songs of all time. And if you ask any of my friends or anybody probably that I know, the answer is no. Now, do I have it squeaking in at 99? Maybe. Does it make a little bit of a rubber ducky squeak at 99? Sure. Why wouldn't it? It's great. I don't know. I... um. What else do I another movie I would recommend? So there's this movie out there called The Voyeurs. It has my wife in it, Sydney Sweeney. Um, and, and don't be like, oh, she knows you're married. She she doesn't know, but it's not like in a weird way. But it okay, it's kind of in a weird way. But she doesn't know, but she will know. I mean, that's not like a threat, but she will know, and it's gonna be great, and it's gonna be love, and it's gonna be a marriage. And if she ever hears this bit of the podcast, it's probably gonna break us up and cancel it. And uh, I am talking really fast because I got nervous right there that uh, she would ever find out. And uh, so if you guys could just keep it to yourselves right now, that would be fine. It's actually my personal business. So if you kind of discussed it, um, that would be rude. Yet, why am I discussing my personal business to a podcast? Is it because it only gets listened to by a couple people? Yeah, maybe. But there we are. Sometimes I talk fast and I think people like that. But I also think there's a good amount of people who don't like that. And I'm going to have to pick a side. And Vince Vaughn talks fast. So fuck you guys. How about that? People who think I talk too fast and also don't like it, just know Vince Vaughn talks fast. And Vince Vaughn is the man. Okay? Couples retreat, sign me up. Wedding crashers, already signed up. And uh, fuck it. Uh, swingers, that's it. Swingers, subscribed. Right? Smash that subscribe button. I don't know. What do you think I... I don't even know why I wrote these things. I have some notes on here I don't even know. Oh, but the recommendation with the Sydney Sweeney thing, because we go all over the place on this podcast, was go check out The Voyeurs, okay? It's a movie um, on Amazon Prime. It does not have good ratings. Most of it is because people don't like the boyfriend's at, like voice he does. Like I guess he doesn't talk like that in real life. He kind of sounds like Dr. Sam from New Girl, in my opinion. But 
I guess they don't like it. So they like bash the movie based off that. And uh, I don't know. I, I think the movie's great. There's so many twists and turns. And then the last 30 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, is literally um, Turntable City is what I would say. Turntable City. Get the fucking ones and twos out. That thing is, um, it's wild. There's just like eight twists and turns at the end, um, which makes it a little comical, but it, you got to look past it. Um, and don't look at the character development either because that's not great either. But it's a good movie. It's a good movie. There's a lot of twists and turns. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm promoting now. Let's see. What else have we got? Um, I have I have been uh, back here for like a week now watching Lolly and, uh, you know, just kind of taking care of her and everything. And uh, there was one night where I had to pick up a few things and then I had to go meet someone somewhere and then get back by a certain time. And it reminded me of like in high school. Like I had like three responsibilities. I had like a girlfriend back then. I had like a, uh, you know, group of friends I was dealing with. I had like a job. I had family. Like I was just driving around some days, just drop like doing a bunch of things. And I felt like Henry Hill. I remember back then feeling like Henry Hill from Goodfellas when he's like driving around, like, and there's helicopters following him. Not necessarily that I had helicopters following me. I'm a nobody. Thank God, because it would not want to be the somebody that Henry Hill was. But, um, I'm a, I, you know, I was just really busy and you're just constantly moving, no time for anything. Uh, and you're also driving from place to place, which I miss doing. Dude, in the city, I don't have a car, so it's like driving. I love driving here. I really miss it. I really miss driving. I don't miss traffic, but I miss driving. Um, and there's some good places around here to drive, man. Everything's changing around me, too. New stores coming in, old stores going. It's crazy. My high school has another wing. That's not new, but there's a whole fucking another wing to it. Like, I I can't even imagine what it looks like inside now. I'm only going back to, and I've said this before, and I will say it again. I am only going back to DGS, where I went for high school, if I'm invited back, probably for the Hall of Fame, or to give a speech. One of those two. I know, and if I, I don't want to just give a speech. I have to get an award. I would talk to a class. I would talk to a class. But that's it. And then maybe at the end they would give me an award. <laughs> Ideally. Ideally, I would want a plaque. If I don't get a plaque out of this, I don't think I'm going to go back. I would need a plaque. The only way I'd go back to Mizzou is if like, me and my like, good friends all go back for a Mizzou football game um, for homecoming or something, which is this weekend. And then the other one would be to perform stand-up at Jesse Hall or some comedy club there. And there's no comedy clubs at Mizzou, but like, you know what I mean? Like Jesse Hall or like the Blue Note. That's what I meant. Like a venue there. Or the, was it Rose Theater? Is that what it's called? I never went to that. I So I don't know if I would go back for the Rose Theater. I think I would, but um, I don't know, man. It's kind of kind of been a weird, uh, weird time being back. I went to a stand-up show on Friday. Got to meet a comedy icon. A comedy icon in my eyes in Brian Callen. From the Fighter and the Kid podcast. From Division 3, Danny D-Dog Dawson. I got to meet him. Excuse me, hold on. Sorry, I needed to take a sip there. Um, Danny D-Dog Dawson, Brian Callen. I, uh, me and my buddy Devin went to the show. You know, the special one. And, uh, <laughs> and we, uh, we got in there, man. And there was a couple in front of us that was the most white trash couple of all time. 
and they were just hammered and they had all these drinks and food and they were just screaming being like Woo! and shit like to like all the comedians like before the first two openers and i was like devin plus 250 hennick boost which means if you bet ten dollars you win 25 um that these that these people get ejected and i said that because and i said that on the first act because i think i even said it before the first act went on because i knew once Brian came out, right? Once the superstar comes out of the show, like that's just gonna amplify, amp- amplify, um, I guess levels of emotions. And this, and this was a no doubter. First, set, I mean, the first jokes out of his mouth, she's screaming, and uh, yeah, he tossed them out, and he doesn't like to toss them out. He said that, and he tried to even get the guys to stay. And he and he was very clear about his ticket, uh, giving free tickets. He offered up his email, which is stuck in my mind now. I might email him, um, but I probably won't because it would be unprofessional. But I might. Who knows? But after the show, so he, he killed it. Great job. Mur- actually murdered. It was awesome. And then after the show, we all go outside, and I'm like, he's gonna come out front. Like he's got it. Like I've been to the comedy store. I've seen comedians do that there in L.A. He's an L.A. comic. Like I think he'll do that. Well. No one else had that opinion. Five minutes in, you would have thought, or five minutes after the show ended, you would have thought nobody had been there for days. They all cleared out. They were locked. They locked the doors. The employees were leaving. This was in like five to ten minutes. No joke. No one, no patron, no patron there um, within five minutes, and then employees leaving within ten. And uh, sure enough, me and Devin were like, "Well, shit." So we we had to call an Uber. It was fifteen minutes away, and we're just waiting there. And Brian pops his head out through the front doors and is talking to a friend in the uh, parking lot about going to like somewhere in Chicago, which is like f- not close to Schomburg at all, at the Chicago Improv. And it's, by the way, a, like 1130 at night. <laughs> and, he, uh, and he looks at us and he's like, hey, you guys enjoy the show? And we're like, dude, it was awesome. It was so much fun. And uh, I go, there was no sweet tart tart and ass tonight. And a sweet tart tart and ass is what... Uh, Leah called him on one of the episodes of the fire and the kid and uh, he laughed at it which was cool that was awesome and then he said you guys want to take a picture which is cool he, and everyone goes he offered it but yeah it's cool that he offered it because in all honesty I was not about to ask for a picture and I don't think Devin was either because Devin's kind of a sweet tartar and an ass if you will and uh <laughs> dude he's like one of my like only like close friends that sometimes listen to these episodes and now I'm just like calling him a sweet tartar and ass um but uh <laughs> we'll have to get him back on uh we take the picture with brian man i go brian five years man i'm opening for you and he goes all right i'm gonna remember that and uh honestly like at that i don't devin told me he said that i don't even remember him saying that because i just was like i don't know about starstruck but dude it is not every day you get to meet somebody you idolize uh and look up to and that's uh, this is from the heart this is getting real this is getting realsies. This is getting so for realsies right now. It's actually never been more for realsies than it is right now in this moment. But, like, you don't get to meet your heroes all the time and them to live up to it. And that was pretty cool. And, of course, I met him for fucking, you know, 15 seconds, right? It's not like I spent 20 minutes talking with him. But he might have. Dude, he probably would have chatted for a bit if we wanted to. But... I don't know. I think there was like maybe like two other people like were around the corner and saw us take pictures and like, oh my god, I think we should take pictures with that guy. But we got out of there. We we did what we had to do and we left. And it was a great night, man. 
And that was a little bit of another long story. And I know this podcast has not been that funny. It's been a lot of me ranting on this one. Um, but that's fine. It is what it is. Um, when I wake up, I put on my makeup. Sorry, that song stuck in my head. Go look up. Uh, what the fuck is the name of that song? Uh, meet me at our spot the anxiety willow and tyler something sounds uh, is that quiet here tyler co tyler cole i I, that's just the intro i can't uh i can't really play more i'll get sued but um yeah i go look that song up it's very good i guess we're at 28 minutes i did have should we go a little longer on this one? Trying to make it funny. Um, yeah, why not? Fuck it, dude. Fuck it, dude. Let's do it. I um, I have some advice that we want to go through. Right? I got. I pulled up some dating advice things. I have not read them. I just looked at the headlines and I clicked on them. Let's go over them, man. Let's rip some of this. I know this is going to be a long episode, but we're going to do it. And uh, we'll write in the description that it gets funny at the <laughs> at this point. All right. This one is a really short one. How do I, a 22-year-old male, let a girl know I am interested without asking her out? I have no clue how to be subtle, subtle about showing interest, and I think that's why I've never had a date. But I like this girl, and I'm already friends with her. But ah, but I want to casually let her know I want more. I don't know how to do it without explicitly, explicitly asking to hang out one-on-one. Well, that's what you got to do. I hate to say that, but that's what you got to do. You got to go on like uh, start go shopping at Target together or um, just start complimenting her. But in like ways like maybe more than a friend would say, you know what I mean? Talk about their eyes or whatever you like about her that you really feel. Um, that's what I would do. And then I would also say that you, right now you might be in the I don't know if you're in the friend zone, but it sounds like it. And that's a tough place to get out of. But maybe on the next girl that you want to let you you want to let her know you're interested in, uh, just subtle touch, man. Just like I don't know, be a little flirty with it. Just like say what you're thinking, I guess. But in, and not too of an abrasive way, you know. Abrasive. I can't talk on this podcast. It's also late, guys. You know, it's a one fucking clock in the morning right now. Get off my back. All right, next one. Sorry, we're gonna crank through these. Um, I, 23-year-old male, have been in a relationship with a 22-year-old female for three years, okay? Seeking advice on possible open relationship. Oh, shit. Okay, here we go. We'll have to uh, mark off the advice section. Um, my girlfriend and I have been together for three years now. She fights wildland forest fires. Holy shit. In the summer months, all across the country. Due to this, we don't get to see each other often. We have successfully made it through multiple summers now. Probably three. Um, and I support her entirely. It's a great job that she loves and makes pretty good money. We are both particularly physical individuals and have briefly discussed an open relationship while she is working through the summer. Does anyone have any experience with an open relationship? I appreciate all, I appreciate all the help and advice, um, that can be provided. Thank you. Uh, yeah, my, uh, ex-girlfriend, uh, has experience with an open relationship. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Um, no, uh, I've never done it. So uh, I have no idea what you would do here. I would say no. I would say don't do it. I would think it would just ruin it, especially three years of not being open. And you're in your 20s. I think you either got to think about breaking up with that. I don't think you should do an open relationship. I just think that might make things really messy. 
Um, I don't know what the, it, then it says. My girlfriend and I are considering a temporary open. Oh, that's the name of the title. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Uh, one of the comments here says they work for very few people. They can require a lot of communication and boundaries. Yeah, I mean, dude, I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't fucking do it. You don't think about an open relationship sounds so nice for you, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to fuck this girl, man. It's going to be great and get laid. Dude, the girl you're fucking, your girlfriend, she's it's not one girl for her. You know what I mean? Like you might have your eyes on one girl in your life or maybe two when you're like, God, I wish I was single. Dude, she not she doesn't have her eyes on anyone, but everyone has her eyes on her. Oh, dude, you could trust me on that. Take that to the bank, actually. Don't do it. It's stupid. Don't fucking do it. That's my advice on that. This is a Jesus Christ, that's a long one. Um No, not I just deleted the other one, I guess. Okay, here we go. Uh, just had my first kiss at age 18 and I'm feeling weird as fuck. So I was hanging out with this guy, 18 year old. I have a crush on. So they're both 18. We started watching a show. Which one was it? Oblivious me thinks he's only a friend. I notice I'm starting to touch my arm. Hey, other guy from the first one. Listen to this. I notice I'm touching my arm. Then he moves to my leg. Oh, Jesus. He starts stroking it close to my private area. Oh, my God. Guys, do we have to censor this? And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But it feels good as fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. So I'm like kind of into it. Then he looks over at me and I'm like, oh, shit. He definitely wants to make out with me right now. So I was like, fuck it. And I lean in and we just start making out. There you go. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with any of this right now? This is great. This is young love, peoples. And they're both 18. So it's like, you know, this is great. I was trying to kiss him back, but his lips were in a weird position. Okay, since he was preoccupied with biting slash, okay, on my lips. Uh, I had to edit that part out, but biting on on her lips. So I wasn't sure what to do or how to move my lips in response. It was weird. (laughs) Then he asked me what else I wanted to do. Oh, Jesus, what I wanted to do. I said, I've never done anything before. And and he said, there's no pressure to do anything. Great job by that guy. No, no, don't force anything there. I said, I just want to watch the show. So we stopped and he was very cool with it. There, Guys, see, not every story ends badly. Okay? They made out. They It was young love. They liked each other. They made out. There was no pressure to do anything more. They decided to stop. And it, they just went on. Thing. Here we go. We watched it for a bit and then he drove me home. Thing is, while we were making out, I felt absolutely nothing. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, no emotions whatsoever. I thought I had a crush on him, but now I'm just confused. The only part that felt good was when he touched my leg. But that was more of a physical sensation rather than a mental thing. I don't know. I'm just feeling weird. You're not feeling weird. You just wanted something physical, dude. And I know that's weird because you haven't ever done anything physical, but you just wanted to try it. You, you were attracted to him and you wanted to try it and, it and there was no feeling behind it. It's like the end of Chuck, the finale of Chuck where like he has to, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but he has to kiss Sarah. And there's, like, feelings behind that. Hopefully, you'll bring back feelings, I guess. I just kind of spoiled it. Fuck. Um, it's like that. Like, you've ever... True love's kiss or something like that? Is that what it is? Sometimes when you kiss and you, you feel something behind it, you know it's right. But just because you don't feel it doesn't mean it's wrong. You're not, I know you're feeling weird, but you just had your first kiss, dude, and that was it. Doesn't You didn't have to fall in love with them. You're good. You're good, my lady. Go out there. Go crush the world. You're 18. You're young. There's no commitment. You made out with a guy one time. Congrats. No reason to move on. 
or I mean, no reason to stay uh, caught up on this. Time to move on. Um, how many fucking? How much time have we done? Are we? I feel like we're having fun doing this. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. We're at 35. One more. We'll do a longer one on this one. One more, guys, for the peoples. This one's longer. Hopefully, this one will be fun. 25-year-old female need advice for a weird relationship with a 23-year-old male. Of a, need advice for real. Blah, blah, blah. Need advice for a weird relationship of us brought together by loss slash desperation. All right, guys. I'm sorry for uh, not being able to read. All right. TLDR. I don't know what that means. That was on the other one, too. What the hell is a TLDR? Whatever. Um, I'm seeing a guy, and some days it feels like he's into me. Uh, But he has verbally said he sees me more as a friend. Oh, jeez. Yet his feelings got hurt by me talking about a future relationship possibilities. Or future relationship possibilities. So it sounds like other people. We are also living together. Oh, shit. Okay. I think the guy was just horny. But let's see. Let's read and find out. This is going to be a long one, but I'll try to keep it simple. I want to hear unbiased. Okay. The obvious answer was we both weren't ready for this. But now I'm stuck and confused and just need some helpful words. Okay. Can we write, use, how about you use correct grammar? I lost my five and a half year long husband to cancer. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. And you were, holy shit. You were married at 20. Wow. That is horrible. I'm so sorry to hear about that. I've been lost, depressed, and the obvious grief. A friend of both of ours came into my life and he was helping me through the process so I wouldn't be alone. Okay. He had been dealing with a breakup of his girlfriend of five years. Geez. So you guys both lost someone of five years. At this point, the relationship was toxic and they were no longer together but would seek each other out still, okay, naturally. Started to develop feelings for each other based on the fact that we had the same things in common, same interests, sense of humor, uh, same things that you like to do together. We messed around a bunch and it came to the question of what are we? He started telling his friends I was his girlfriend, so we started dating. He never legitimately asked me out and there were a few people I didn't want to tell, uh, tell because of the fear of judgment. At this point, I didn't care anymore. Things were done were decent, except for the constant bar- barrage of messages and phone calls from his toxic ex. That's a tough thing to deal with. I'm not shocked, but I dealt with it mature. Okay, come on. I dealt with it maturely, and I tried not to let it bother me. We started telling each other, "I love you." Oh shit. Okay. You say, "Dude, so you're dating?" Don't say you're not dating. Telling you he's his girlfriend just because he didn't ask you out, but you've been on dates. Saying, "I love you." Get the fuck out of here. After we, after a bit, we stopped. Then we started to get, what does that mean? Do you just stop saying it? Both of you? Like, if you said it, would he not or something? I don't know. He started again. He told me in the beginning he wasn't ready for a relationship yet. I told him I didn't want a friends with benefits, but we continued anyway. I don't know. I'm so confused. Recently, he has told me again he sees me more as a friend than a lover. Oh, Jesus. Little Billy Burr right there. Oh, Jesus. And that he doesn't love me, but that we are on the same wavelength and we have something. Well, if you have something, fuck that. Fuck this guy already. A few days later, he said, I love you to me again. You can imagine the back and forth. Fuck this guy. With the dish, you know, I'm still dealing with my depression from my husband. I become very paranoid, insecure, and feeling like he's just pity me, pitying me. Or he just pities me. I can't fucking read. Um, he does like, nice things that you can call dates. I'm going to kind of go through this one. Um, he's met my family and has been at two holidays. So, boyfriend. Feeling confused. And under the influence of alcohol, I told him my next serious long term will be with a man that can build a house. He was visibly hurt. <laughs> he was visibly hurt by that statement and responded, You don't see us as a long term relationship. Am I just a fling then? Okay. This confused me even more. I'm confused too. Because uh, he said he didn't want a long term thing. 
originally. Since saying that, he messages me when I'm not around, doesn't seem as loving, uncaring. Yeah, because now we know. Well, now he's out, it sounds like. Uh, unwanted, shitty, uh, having the overfilling gut that he would rather be with other girls. He promises me he wouldn't cheat. You're not dating. You're not dating, so don't do that. He is living with me, and he said it gives him anxiety of thinking of my of living in an apartment alone. Okay, so he's flip-flopping. Also that I would lose my partner, apartment if he didn't help me, which is fairly true, but he hasn't given me rent yet. Jesus Christ. All right, that was too long of a thing because it, what you need to do, and the advice is very clear, is you need to sit down, figure it out, and just be like, are we dating or are we not dating? If we're not dating, then the, then there's not, then you cut everything off. You go, there's no more hanky-panky. No, 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 mister. No more hanky-panky. You go, no more hanky-panky, and you move on right You move on right there and then. You don't even have to move out. It would suck, but you don't have to move out. But then you get your own place for a cheaper price when your lease is up. Uh, but you say, no more hanky-panky, or you settle down, you go, We're we've been, look what we've been through. You tell me that's not a relationship? I don't know what the fuck was in your last relationship, but in my marriage... In my fucking marriage, I don't know. We were, t I don't know. Yeah, my husband came to family holidays, met my family, told me he loved me. Yeah, you're basically doing all that, you cunt. That's what I would say to the guy. You know? Oh my God. So you would have to make him choose. Be like, what the fuck is this? Is this, are we doing it or are we not doing it? And that's so hard because trust me, I know better than anyone. And I, maybe not anyone, but I know very much experience with. Being fucking head over heels with somebody that is kind of dragging you along. And if you're any of my friends and you hear this, you know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about, dude. And it's a real shit thing. And it sucks because you don't want to break it off. Not in the slightest. And it's really hard to do. But some, but sometimes you just got to be like, I'm going to be better eventually. Fuck yeah, dude. What? And, and, and if I had the thing, I would have played the, the yeah or bad. I would have played that one right there because that was some great advice um, and we got real real right there real real baby um, but yeah that's the advice I would do is you got to have a one convo decide what you're doing and get the, and that's it that's it no more hanky panky because you are worth something girl you are worth something girlfriend go get it go get your worth um, alright well on that note <laughs> <laughs> on that note uh guys thanks for listening to 43 fucking minutes of this thing and um obviously i would love for you guys to subscribe and tell a friend please subscribe please download this podcast and you know what tell people about it like it but if you could come to the show november 7th i'm doing five minutes i know it's not a lot five minutes or ten dollars it's two dollars a minute i know but we'll have fun okay you'll get to see me do my thing and then, uh, I don't know, right, maybe I'll do an autograph session after. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, it'll be fun, though. So come on out. Let's laugh. Let's cry. I, actually, don't cry. It would be pretty embarrassing if you did that at my show. But, uh, guys, all right, thanks for listening. See you there, November 7th. Uh, Mark Norman comedy. You know how it is. All right, bye.